Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm Kat Wonders, and this is episode 30. 30 episodes, you guys. 30 episodes, 30 different days that I had to figure out what I was going to talk about. I am not sure how I've done it, but I keep coming up with more things to talk about. So I ain't going anywhere. Today I'm wearing some Sugar Thrills. This is a brand new top. If you missed my unboxing, then go to my YouTube channel if you're not already here watching this. If you're listening, I also have a video version of this podcast on YouTube and you can see me unbox a lot of my Sugar Thrills and a lot of it I can't wear on camera, but it will be on my OnlyFans and my Patreon. So be sure to click my Linktree link down below in the description box to be sure to see all the glory the um, magic and glory because Sugar Thrills is where it's at. So as usual, I start my podcast off with a cocktail and I call it Concoctails because I have recipes sometimes, but then I don't really follow them. I just make do with what I've got. And um, that's what I'm going to do today. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a classic cocktail and do a little twist. So I'm sure you've all heard of a Cosmopolitan and that's essentially a girly martini. Let me just light my candle here. Now I um, have had a few in my day and I've always really liked them. They're quite boozy. <laughs> so just to let you know, I might get a little crazy, but I don't think I've ever really lost my marbles. Is that the word? <laughs> drinking on this podcast yet and I've done 30 episodes so who knows there's a first time for everything instead of just using regular vodka I'm going to be using raspberry vodka and also adding some raspberries so I'm going to call it wonder cosmo I know it's not really original but because I've added this twist it's probably just a raspberry cosmopolitan but for all I know I made it up okay <laughs> all right so it calls for oh a wonders cosmo not a wonder cosmo duh it's my last name Ugh. so a regular cosmopolitan recipe calls for one and a half ounces of vodka, one ounce of Cointreau, which is a like an orange liqueur, but I only have triple sec. So first twist, then half an ounce of lime juice. I've got half an ounce of lemon juice <laughs> and a quarter ounce of cranberry juice. And you know what? I have cranberry squirt. Do you know what cranberry squirt is? It's like a Mio squirt you can add to your water bottles. It just, it's a water flavor, flavor thing, flavorer. It flavors water. So I could, is flavorer a word? I don't know. All right, so I have a brand new bottle of raspberry vodka. And I typically like to buy flavored vodkas. Very likely in my cupboard, I'll have flavored vodka and not straight vodka. I even bought a, a dill pickle vodka. And you're wondering right now, what the hell would I have used that for? Caesars, okay? Or sorry, if you're from the United States of America, <laughs> Bloody Marys, um, like a saltier cocktail. It made sense to me. I didn't really like it because I don't drink Caesars that often and the bottle just sat in my liquor cabinet forever. And I was like, <laughs> You don't just gonna, you don't, you don't just sip it. I mean, maybe for like a dirty martini or something. This top is a little busty, but that's how I like it. Ooh, and I also have some fake tan on. Can you tell? <laughs> um, I had to do some filming and still have to do some filming. So I just wanted to spice it up a little bit, you know, zazz it up with some tan. All right, so we're gonna do first the vodka and I have a martini shaker and I'm legitimately using it for a martini this time. Unless it's just called a cocktail shaker. I don't know what the difference is if there even is a difference. So one and a half ounces of vodka. Let's free pour this bitch in there. One and a half. 
right? <laughs> then we want to do one ounce of Cointreau, but I'm using triple sec. Also an orange liqueur. Mm, smell it. See what I mean? It smells really good. <laughs> this is interactive, okay? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what had happened. It just <laughs> poured out so fast. Now let's do half an ounce of lemon juice. And I have a lemon that I'm gonna cut and do this and I forgot a freaking cloth again. Let's just see how it goes. This is a juicy lemon, which is a good thing. Have you ever had like a lime or a lemon that's extremely dry? That's no fun. Maybe for garnishes, because then they're a little more stiff and then they stick better. So I have it in my little handy dandy juicer. So we're gonna do how much? Half an ounce? That's probably too much, but whatever. Then a quarter ounce of cranberry juice. This is my squirt water. That might sound a little off-putting to a lot of you, but you know what I mean. Okay, so that's that. Let's shake this up and add it to my martini glass. Ooh la la. Quite the perfect pour, if you ask me. Now, I'm gonna add my raspberries. I've got three fresh raspberries. And you know what, if I was smart, I would have skewered them. Almost like olives in a martini glass. Is there such thing as a martini glass? <laughs> it's like a martini glass with titties. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, that's a new merch idea for my kitty liquor podcast. <laughs> a martini glass. Anyway. Let's taste this. I'm gonna stop the strobe light. I'm gonna actually put it on pink. No, no. Okay, this could be a while. Red is too red. All right, let's leave it at that. Kind of matches my outfit, if you know what I mean. Again. <laughs> I just realized my cocktail matches my shirt again. If there's anybody with a lot of time on their hands out there and they wanna help me out, I want you to let me know how many times has my cocktail matched my shirt in this podcast. Cheers. Well, hot damn. That is the best Cosmo I've ever had. The Wonders Cosmo. There's a little bit of sugar in the triple sec because I believe triple sec is a liqueur. Ingredients, it does not have ingredients on here. Is that legal? <laughs> ah, triple sec, essential for a successful margarita, sensational for its sharp tropical citrus taste. It is quite lovely. This is made in Toronto. <laughs> To all my fellow Canadians out there, you have something to be extremely proud about. Triple sec. All right, so my week. Actually, let's talk about my weekend, last weekend. <laughs> so every year I go with my family at some point of the year to Banff and we party it up. And uh, uh, the Moose Hotel and Suites gives us a really good deal on uh, two King Suites. And uh, basically we just go there, hang out, have fun, shop. It's a good kind of time to do a bit of Christmas shopping. Uh, Banff has a few stores, if you've never been there, has a few stores that sell pretty unique stuff and uh, stuff that you can't really buy anywhere else. And uh, we go to a few key restaurants every time we visit there. And it's just such fun, something to look forward to. The Moose Hotel and Suites has hot pools on the roof. And when we went up there the first time, it was like sleeting. It was kind of like a, I shouldn't say sleet. It's more of like really thick kind of random snowflake. 
lakes and it almost looks like a movie set, like fake snow. But it was so nice to be up there in the pools and having it snow on us. And uh, it's just such a fun time every year. So did that, took some lovely photos, those you can only find on Patreon only events. <laughs> in Banff, there's something called The Joy of Christmas. I think that's the name of the store. Uh, anyway, it's a Christmas store and it's open all year round. So you can go and buy ornaments in July if you want. But this year there was like a lineup outside of the store because of the capacity limits. And it was so magical. I waited in line for like 45 minutes in the cold. The sun wasn't even out. <laughs> it was such a sacrifice because it was time that I could have been spending shopping for other things. But um, I have a brand new nine and a half foot Christmas tree, fake tree for this year. It's like, I've had a fake tree for the last couple years, but now in my new house, I have a place for two. <laughs> so I've got one downstairs in the basement. Also the main one's gonna be set up upstairs. So, and I needed ornaments for it. So I went to the Christmas store and loaded up on, I think they're called mercury glass or leaded glass ornaments. And there's a process to these. This is kind of how classic ornaments were made. You can find them online, but the brand is called moments classics or something classic moments or something and uh i loaded up i'll tell you what <laughs> these ornaments are between like 11.99 and 19.99 a piece and i freaking went nuts uh, whatever struck me that i loved because there was a lot of really um vintage classic looking type ornaments and i'm really drawn to that era of like 60s and 70s like even 50s and i found some doozies and i would like to share them with you maybe when I decorate my tree I will record it and then kind of show you a, a sped up version of me decorating the tree because I'm so excited about these and I spent a lot of money on them but they're classics and they'll go down in history and as long as they don't fall and break because that would be like oh ow, 20 bucks <laughs> the peanut butter jar like broke <laughs> and it was $20 but I have like that's the kind of stuff I bought like peanut butter jars I bought it like a maple syrup the reason why I bought the peanut butter jar is because as a kid we'd come home from school and sometimes we want like a snack but mom would say like have a banana and if we didn't want a banana the second thing was have a peanut butter spoon <laughs> so I literally grew up snacking on peanut butter spoons and to be honest it was always a pleasure it was never like oh no a peanut butter we're like okay and I just love peanut butter and that's why I bought the peanut butter jar I also bought an Irish Santa and so Santa is basically dressed up in green and white he's wearing like a special hat and he's holding a pot of gold and the reason why I bought this is because I found out through 23andMe that I am very much a lot of Irish <laughs> that sounded really dumb I have a lot of Irish blood so now I look a little differently at like St. Patrick's Day. I, I never used to put any effort into St. Patrick's Day. Sometimes I wouldn't even find out it was St. Patrick's Day until it was over <laughs> or the day of. And they're like, what are you wearing this green today? And I'm like, nothing. Do I own any green? I don't even know. It's changed for me. And <laughs> I think I was going to talk about that in my last podcast, 23andMe, if you've ever done your DNA, because I would like to know if you've ever done your DNA and if you were totally side-blinded by the results. I'll get into that in a sec, but... What else did I want to talk about for my week? Oh yeah, I got my windows cleaned and I didn't know. You know when you 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 live with something for so long, you don't even see it anymore. Even though I'm living in a brand new home, uh, the windows were never officially cleaned properly. So there's little bits of, you know, sticker from the, the window company
company and then there's silicone around and I didn't realize how dirty my windows were until they were cleaned inside and out and uh, it's like a whole new house <laughs> and they weren't even bad from like I mean of course there was a few birds that hit my windows rainwater will also like leave deposit like fly shit or something you know like it just builds up and I never realized how dirty they were and then now now I like the sun beats through and I'm feeling like I'm getting sunburnt <laughs> it's great so highly recommend just like even once a year just cleaning your windows because it does make quite a difference even in the cleanliness of your home like you can clean the shit out of your house but if your windows are dirty it kind of still looks dirty but I'm just realizing this now so no judgment because I had lots of people over over the course of the time my house was ready to be lived in <laughs> Nobody said anything. <laughs> uh, but I'm thinking they're like, hmm, she should probably clean her window. So with 23andMe, I want to know if any of you have had, like, gotten this done. And I want to know if you were like side blinded by the results. There are lots of people out there that don't want to do their DNA because they don't want to be in the system. You know what I mean? So you've heard stories probably of people that have like murders that have been solved because somebody's second cousin did 23andMe or like ancestry and they discovered a DNA match and then they figured out who it was through 23andMe. So <laughs> if you're a murderer, you better be worried. Don't buy your family 23andMe because <laughs> guess what? <laughs> they could all come back to you. I don't know why, but when I was, when I got my results, I was super nervous to look. I was like, I just psyched myself out to look. I know that I'm a lot of Dutch. Both my grandparents are from Holland. And as far as I know, generations back, it's kind of Germany and Holland. Um, but my dad's side, my dad didn't know a ton about his heritage or his history. I know that the last name was English. And I think at one point my dad told me that his mom was French or had French, but not according to her last name because it was very not French. And so I didn't really know. I So I knew definitely English and German Dutch, but yeah, came back. I'm 100% European, but I have French and Irish blood and Irish, Scottish. It's 100% European, but it's like in that area, in that region, because you just don't know if you have some random bit of genetic in you that you had no idea about, right? Like someone squeezed in there somewhere <laughs> and it doesn't change anything. Like I'm not, maybe it has, maybe now because I'm, I bought a freaking Irish Santa. I would not have done that before. <laughs> so that changed also. Yeah. Like St. Patrick's Day, but I just want to know, I want to know your stories about finding out your heritage, your true heritage, and uh, what that did for you in your life that changed anything. Were you super shocked? Were you upset? <laughs> because I'm telling you, I don't know how this affects people that like say the mother was married to the father. They had children, but the mother had an affair at one point, but nobody ever found out. And the children all did 23andMe and one kid had some really random DNA. I wonder how many problems have arisen from have arisen have risen <laughs> from doing dna you know what i mean or finding out that you have siblings you know because i get emails once in a while saying you have 13 new relative matches check them out and then you log into 23andme you could see all the new ones and they're coming in all the time i'm like could you imagine if it was like your half brother in spain what? So I can imagine that there'd be some problems that pop up along the way, but uh, I don't know. I want to know. I got nothing to hide. And if I find out I have some half-brother or half-sister somewhere, then that's cool. So when I was in Banff, my sister and I went to a, the grocery store 
And on the way in, there were two ladies kind of chatting and there was a shopping cart kind of close to them with a great big like neon pink wallet in the shopping cart. The first thing I did was ask them if this was their wallet. They're like, oh no, that's not ours. Then I, what I did was I took it <laughs> and ran. No, I'm just joking. I took it <laughs> and brought it into the first like employee that I saw there and said, hey, by the way, found this outside in the shopping cart. Now I've done this before in the past. And the only reason why I do that is to avoid it going into the wrong hands. So for example, like I feel guilty leaving it there because I'm a good person. I will make sure it goes to where it belongs. Like I'll make sure that it gets to some authority that can do with it um, the right way. <laughs> God, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying though. But then there have been instances where I have done the same thing, left my purse or my wallet in a shopping cart, realize halfway home, turn around and just pray that it's still there because, and every time it has been, it's kind of been evening or whatever. It's not like in the middle of the day and there's like hundred people walking by and they just leave it. No, I've been lucky that way. So then I think, well, is the right thing to do to touch it at all? Because if I made 10 stops on the way home and I left my wallet somewhere along the way, I'd backtrack. And then I might think, well, I don't remember. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'd be thrown off if I didn't see my wallet in one of the shopping carts and continue to look elsewhere. I wouldn't necessarily go into every store and be like, hey, I'd kind of do a quick rip around first because if it's on the street in a shopping cart or whatever, you want to find it. You don't want somebody to grab it. That's, you know, not a good person. This is what I'm getting at. Do you take action, take the wallet into the business that's in, that it's in front of, explain what's gone on. They can then open the wallet, try to contact the person, or do you leave it? and trust the universe. So that's where I'm at, where, you know, I think for me personally, I think that I would 100% every time take it inside because there's always these people around that are looking to grab and steal and who knows, right? So I'd kind of feel bad leaving it there, like walking away from it and being like, eh, they'll come back for it. That first second, I would... <laughs> I would feel really weird though, like opening somebody's wallet and looking through their things and trying to like find information on them, like find them on Facebook or something. I'd rather the business do it. But if it was, it was like midnight or something, then of course, and nothing's open, then I would 100% like try to contact the person. In fact, I found a wallet on the highway once, and this is highway one, and uh, it had been run over. There was like two cards in it. One was a healthcare card and one was like, like a save on foods card. And uh, that was all. There was no money, no whatever. And I thought, well, it's the middle of winter. Somebody probably put it on the roof of their car. Like how, why would it wind up on the highway unless somebody jacked it and then threw it out the window, right? So I contacted the person. I found them on Facebook and then they're like, yeah, perfect. Oh my God. And I was like, just so you know, there was no money, no nothing in it. Like I swear I didn't take anything out. I just found this wallet the way it is. Cause there's always this weird thing with if you return a wallet, say you find it, you go through it to find out whose it is and there's no money in it anymore. Like no, nothing. And you're like, just, you know, I found it like this. Like I didn't take the money and try to return your wallet, right? <laughs> anyway, so I got a hold of the person. He had already left 
town or something. And then the parents were still hanging around. So then they came and grabbed the wallet, which was a shitty wallet. It had, like I said, a healthcare card and a save on foods, or sorry, a Safeway card. And uh, the parents wanted to give me like $10 for returning the wallet. I was like, no, 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 that's fine. Like I drove down to meet them and like, whatever. I, I do these kind of things just for the universe to, you know, like put it out there. <laughs> It'll come back to me. I'm not, I don't have a problem with it. And so, um, oh no, take the money, take the money. Like they were so thrilled that I returned their son's wallet that had nothing in it. <laughs> it was just garbage, you know, like literally just a freaking fabric wallet. I don't know, you know the ones, but. So yeah, that's kind of like, that's happened to me a few times. That was the one and only time that I ever called somebody to return their wallet though, but. What would you do? Would you leave it? Would you take it in? Would you try to contact them yourselves? Let me know your thoughts. Did you know that espresso, a little shot of espresso, has less caffeine than your average cup of drip coffee? Did you know that? Because I did not. <laughs> Before I got my Nespresso machine, which I love, I have the classic. There's another one with bigger, fatter pods. I think that's more for coffee, but I had no idea. I thought it was the other way around. I thought that espresso had more caffeine than like a cup of coffee. But recently I learned that that's not the case at all. Drip coffee, like a cup of coffee like this, has more caffeine than an espresso shot. And I was like, what was I doing all these years <laughs> of like adding espresso shots to my coffee to get, I mean, it's going to add caffeine for sure. But I mean, like just have two coffees then if you really want that like caffeine boost. I didn't know this and I thought maybe you didn't either. And hopefully this is fact because <laughs> the person that told me is pretty credible, but I really did not know that. And so I think it's true unless it's just total like a placebo effect or like I'm just making it up in my head. But we went to BAM and would go out for breakfast in the mornings and I would have regular drip coffee, which I don't anymore really, unless I'm like on the highway traveling or something. And I had one cup and I felt it like pretty quick. And I was like, wow, this is a real like strong cup of coffee. And then I got into this conversation with someone about like, yeah, like if you're drinking Nespresso, cause I knew I had a Nespresso machine, then you're not really used to having that much caffeine. And I was like, what? I thought it was just the opposite. I'm curling my hair a bit differently lately and because uh, I like this little like whoosh, swoop up here. Do you know what I mean? I kind of like it. And yeah, what was I talking about? <laughs> so anyway, now I realize if I have a full like regular cup of coffee, I've got to be careful because it does make me kind of buzzy, feel weird, a little lightheaded, like kind of like I'm a little, my equilibrium is slightly off. So mystery solved anyway, now I know. <laughs> but uh, it makes a lot of sense because thinking about like the type of coffees that I drink, like traveling and I should just get like a couple little espressos because I drink two in the morning, two Nespresso's in the morning and yeah, interesting or not, I don't know. <laughs> well, you guys, I have something exciting to tell you. This podcast is sponsored by a game that has been downloaded over a hundred million times. It has a five-star rating and a hundred percent honestly, I am obsessed. As I mentioned, <laughs> obsession maybe isn't even the right word, but I am infatuated with best <laughs> Best fiends. So with this game, you're able to collect all sorts of little characters and put your brain to the test by solving thousands of fiendishly fun puzzles. You get to play through an actual storyline and you have the good guys 
which are the fiends and the bad guys that are the slugs. Best Fiends is by far the most entertaining and the most rewarding game I've ever played. The fact that you can collect these adorable little fiends makes it so much fun, but it also makes it so hard to put down <laughs> because the more you play, the more little fiends join your team and the more they help you solve puzzles. It all works together. So like I said, I can't put it down. <laughs> And because you're puzzle solving, it's also brain food. You're also working your mind and it's just a plus for everyone and everything. And with thousands of levels and more being added all the time, it's endless fun. It's always fresh and also it's always calling to me. <laughs> Download Best Fiends for free on the App Store or Google Play. And keep in mind that's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Thank you so much, Best Fiends, for sponsoring this podcast. Now back to our regular programming. Now it's time for a segment that I like to call Cat Facts. So these facts I found online. And whether they're true or not, I don't know. But I'm going to read them to you and maybe feed you false information. If you're curious about any of these, just do your research. And that's just a little disclaimer that I did not do the research, really. I just went to a website with interesting, fa interesting facts. Okay, this martini, you guys, is kicking in, but I might make another one. I don't know. All right. German chocolate cake is named after a guy named Sam German, not Germany. Did you know that? <laughs> The creature that kills the most people every year isn't snakes, sharks, or even other humans. It's mosquitoes. The Sun City Palms is a cheerleading squad in Arizona that only people 55 or older can join. The Sun City Palms. I still have a chance to be a cheerleader? <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, I have to say when I got to high school, I was super disappointed because there was no cheerleading squad. There was a football team, but no squad, like no cheerleading squad to join. And I was like, what is this? I'd been watching American Hollywood films my whole life and cheerleading was something I was really looking forward to. But as a Canadian, I guess that's just not something you do. Just that's another fact. <laughs> Chainsaws, the horror movie murder weapon of choice, were invented for aid in childbirth. Okay, this is bullshit. And let me tell you why. I think what they meant to say was like a hacksaw or like a saw. Not a freaking chainsaw. Are you telling me <laughs> that they would pull? <laughs> Are you telling me they had plans to fire up some sort of chainsaw to get the baby out? Unless the first version of a chainsaw was, nah, maybe, yeah, I, <laughs> I might be wrong here. I was imagining, because I, I, I didn't realize that potentially the first chainsaw was not gas powered or like automatic or anything like that. It could have been just like a, a rotating, you know what I mean? Almost like a, like a little blender thing. <laughs> So, okay, I'm misinformed, but I think that sounded funny and, but yeah, maybe just do your research. <laughs> There's an island in Japan you can visit that's inhabited by only friendly bunnies. What's a friendly bunny? What's a rude bitchy bunny like? <laughs> Are there, r r what's the word? Rabies bunnies? <laughs> Is there a rabie bunny island where they're wanting to attack people, each other? I haven't known an, uh, an unfriendly bunny. Have you? <laughs> the last letter added to the English alphabet was not Z or Z, it was J. 
People wore fake moles or beauty patches made of velvet, silk, or mouse skin in the 18th century as a fashion statement. So I'm sure you've seen this before, like people that have the tall white wigs and then they have like the little mole, but it wasn't just drawn on. It was actually like a sticker basically that they put on their face made of velvet, silk, or mouse skin. Before the invention of color TV, 75% of people said that they dreamed in black and white. Today, only 12% do. I read this before too. So it was almost like, which I just don't, I don't know. Like, I wonder if because a dream is kind of associated with a picture in your head because you see color in real life. Okay, so why would your dreams be black and white? I feel like the association of like a dream memory was maybe similar to a, like a television screen and that's why it's black and white, you know? Do you know what I'm saying? I know it probably is like way off left field here, but I just don't understand how you could live life in real color and the small amount of time you'd watch TV that your dreams would be in black and white. I just don't buy it. And if it is that way, then it's probably because of like what I just explained. <laughs> if it made any sense to you. A female architecture student prevented a Manhattan skyscraper from collapsing in 1970 when she caught a massive design flaw. Could you imagine? It's like, wait a minute, there's no pillars on the third floor. The drywall won't hold it up. <laughs> Something like that. There's no other information besides just that. So maybe look it up. And by the way, it's not 1970, in the 1970s. So just FYI. It's illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland because they get lonely. Hmm. I wonder where else that's like a law, like to buy something in pairs. Paper bags aren't any better for the environment than plastic ones. I think that that means basically that the like carbon emissions from making paper bags is worse than the plastic bags in the landfills themselves, I presume. In the 19th century, experts warned women about a disease called bicycle face. A disease called bicycle face which meant getting stuck with the awkward faces they made while biking. Okay, you know damn well, somebody was annoyed with a face that one girl was making and they were like, oh, that's unacceptable. Tell them that they can get a disease called bicycle face if they continue with this debauchery. <laughs> It's kind of like, oh, don't cross your eyes. They'll stay that way. I mean, I don't disagree that crossing your eyes like all day long is going to be any good for your vision or yourself in any way. But like the thought, the thought of like your, your face getting stuck a certain way, it's a little bit of a stretch. Okay, so this made me laugh. Until the 1980s, it was illegal for a woman to drive a car down Main Street in Waynesboro, Virgin Virginia. <laughs> in Waynesboro, Vagina. <laughs> Unless her husband was walking in front of the car, waving a red flag. It made me laugh, but it also pisses me off. Because <laughs> I know that there are just as many dudes out there that are terrible drivers. Not just girls, okay? The voice of Mickey Mouse and the voice of Minnie Mouse got married in real life. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, a can of Mountain Dew can dissolve a mouse. Okay, I feel like a can of Coke can probably do the same thing. Did you know that there's caffeine in Mountain Dew? I did not know that till recently. And I was like, Jesus damn, this blue Mountain Dew is just giving me the energy of a lifetime here because it's full of caffeine. I guess I associate it with like Resca or 7up or something. Like it's, it's a citrus type beverage. Why is there caffeine in it? I associate caffeine with like dark colored colas, like Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper, like that kind of thing. Uh, not root beer though. Root beer has no caffeine. But, uh, hmm, didn't know that. I guess I could have imagined it would dissolve a mouse. For a short time, the planet Uranus was named George. <laughs> it's funny because I know George and if he knew this, he'd laugh too. Because <laughs> he's such an ass. <laughs> 
Okay, last fact. Movies have to clarify that they're fiction because of a 1930s lawsuit that traces back to none other than Rasputin. Rasputin. Ra ra. <laughs> I don't want to get demonetized by singing the song, but you know the one. That makes sense. Alright, everyone, that concludes Cat Facts. Are you someone that has trouble doing nothing? I am. <laughs> Okay, so during the daytime especially, the thought of sitting down on the couch and watching a movie in the middle of the day drives me crazy. Unless I'm at some sort of resort where I have massages booked and facials and pedicures and manicures, like then possibly I could sit through, like sit around and like do nothing all day besides get pampered. But even that would kind of bother me. I'm high functioning, but not at will. It's against my will sometimes because I feel like I should be able to relax more, but it's too difficult. Even like this thing doesn't help because I am able to work all day. Like I could sit down and work all day on this. In my head, I'm still doing something. I'm achieving something. Sleeping in? No, I can't do it. I can sleep in for very because I'm on like a, a schedule every day. So like I'm getting up at seven every day and my brain doesn't allow me to sleep longer than that. Unless I've gone on a bender the night before and like gotten wasted. <laughs> which doesn't happen but or I'm traveling to Europe and I it's like the time change is so crazy then I then those are the times that I'll sleep in but I can't sleep in another thing I can't do is lay in my bed on my phone for very long like I can just quickly do my stuff but it just drives me crazy you know when you get like restless leg syndrome you got to move your legs like it almost feels like you got to like kick them and to to relieve the electricity ripping through them <laughs> that's how I start to feel and then I'm like good thing that I'm very mobile and very like I have this ability to do things right like some people don't have the use of their legs or they can't you know can't get up and walk around and do things so unfortunately I do have the ability to do that but I'm like if something ever happened to me god forbid where I couldn't move around what the hell would I do <laughs> you know I'm always doing something there's the, because there's always something to do there have been times don't get me wrong where I'm like oh, I just don't want to do this today and like fall face forward on the couch and like take a little nap but to me even napping is doing something because you're just you're refueling for the things you have to do later <laughs> but I know people that are just the opposite they don't get up till noon on days off or maybe they're retired they don't get up till noon then they're on their phone on their in their bed till like two and then they decide to put a movie on and they're watching the movie to like four that just even saying that makes me cringe i just can't that's not who i am and i don't think that's who i'll ever be like what are your thoughts on that um i know like i said it, there's nothing unhealthy with either but maybe there is something healthy with both unhealthy with both where i should be able to just watch a movie in the middle of the day and realize that wasn't so bad then the whole time it'd be like i gotta do this 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 <laughs> and start counting on my toes. <laughs> I think people are just geared a bit differently. Like everyone's geared differently and they can be just as productive maybe and still take their breaks during the day. I don't know. But for me, I like my evenings to relax and kind of wind down. So daytime is like go time. That's what it should be called for me. <laughs> Good morning. It's go time. Here's a question. If you could have any animal as a pet, what would you choose? Any animal. Okay. Now, I think that a lot of go-tos would be a monkey. <laughs> Not for me, though. But I'm just saying a monkey because you feel like you could train it. You feel like you could probably, like, make it work. They'd be your buddy. They'd shit in the toilet. You could teach them things. And then you could walk around town with a monkey. That's cool. My mom told me stories of the monkey that my 
uncle brought home one day. I always want to call him Spinky, but that wasn't his name. That was my dad's name for everything. Can't remember. Anyway, it was a, it was a little squirrel monkey. Of course, there's like always fun, good things about having a monkey. But then there's also the fact that he would piss down the drapes and piss on every bit of food he had to wash it before he ate it. I don't think he was ever violent and biting and that kind of thing, but he was just a, a monkey that needs to be like in the freaking jungle, not in a house, right? So I feel like if I were to get any type of animal as a pet, and these are both possibilities in real life, I love a parrot because I have such a like a tall timber frame that it's like trees up there. There's like 90 places for him to chill and hang out, but he'd be shitting on my timbers and that's not cool. I would probably imagine him being very well trained and like fetching things for me. <laughs> what would I name him? I would name him Dorkney. <laughs> I don't know how I just came up with that. Dorkney would do all sorts of things for me, but the reality is that's not it. It's like you'd have to put a diaper on your bird and your bird would probably piss you off most of the time, not keep it down when you have company and um, be pecking at your window if he ever escaped. But little did he know it wasn't an escape. I wanted him to fly away. <laughs> anyway, I have never had a parrot, by the way. And Nora probably would name it Dorkney. But another thing that I wrote down is a chipmunk. A little chipmunk because I could offer it a really good home in my home. <laughs> there are like timbers for it to climb. It can go nest wherever it wants to. Chipmunk poop is probably a lot like hamster poop. Where it's dry, it's hard, clean it easily. And I could offer a good life like in the house, right? But I would train it every day and I don't know how trainable chipmunks are but they're freaking cute and tiny and if it could just sit with me on the couch at night in a little ball like just nibbling on its little treats, that would be amazing. You guys probably have a lot more creative ideas as to pets that you'd like to own. I'm considering like all factors. Size, transportability, is that a word? Um, <laughs> and also giving it a good life. So yeah, that's my answer. I'm going to wrap this podcast up with a segment that I like to call Kitty Twisters. All right. So I was sent a recommendation for a website for jokes. It's called spicyjokes.com and I really appreciate that reference. Thank you very much. All right. What did the egg say before he went into boiling water? Don't expect me to get hard fast. I just got laid. <laughs> that made me laugh. A blonde and a brunette are getting in the elevator. Along comes this really hot guy. The girls notice that he had a really bad dandruff problem. Brunette whispers to the blonde, someone should give him head and shoulders. And the blonde says, how do you give shoulders? <laughs> okay, this is a long joke and I'm a little tipsy, so here we go. <laughs> Inside this 30-year-old actor lives Stanley, the sperm cell, along with a million other sperm cells. We focus on Stanley because for once, he wants to be the sperm that fertilizes the egg. He trains diligently every day. He swims around, lifts weights, that kind of stuff. An old sperm cell comes up to him and asks the reason for all the exercise. And Stanley replies, I want to fertilize the egg. The old sperm cell tells young Stanley that he is to do one thing and he must say, hi, I'm sperm. To which the egg should reply, hi, I'm egg. Then you can fertilize it. Stanley thanks him and the old sperm wishes him luck. Finally, the big day comes. <laughs> it gets warm and somewhat vibrant inside and then they're off. Millions of sperm are swimming fiercely with none other than Stanley, the lead. He's so proud of himself and the distance between him and the other sperm grow. He notices a big red ball. He knows this is the egg. He swims his heart out to finish the race. He approaches the red ball and says, like the old sperm told him to, hi, 
I'm sperm. And the big red ball replies, Hi, I'm tonsil. <laughs> that reminds me of the late comedian Norm MacDonald when he would tell a long ass story and the punchline was like so short, but the story was way too long. Like this video if you understand <laughs> what I'm talking about. An old lady walks in a diner and <laughs> let me, let me, let me read this to you how this is actually written. An old lady walks in a dinner and seats where she can see the cook <laughs> and asks the waiter for a hamburger. He says, okay, hamburger. The old lady sees the cook stick the hamburger meat under his arm and slap it on the grill. The old lady says, oh my God, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. The waiter says, that's nothing. You should see how he makes donuts. <laughs> It's the dumbest joke ever. A guy suffering from severe headaches. The doctor says, I myself suffered from the same type of headache for many years. This is how I cured it. Every day, I would give my wife oral sex. When she came, she would squeeze her legs together with all of her strength, and the pressure would relieve the tension in my head. Try that every day for two weeks, and come back and let me know how it goes. Two weeks go by, and the man is back. Well, how do you feel? Doc, I'm a new man. I feel great. I haven't had a headache since I started this treatment. I can't thank you enough. And by the way, you have a lovely home. <laughs> Oops. A distraught man goes to see a psychologist. How may I help you? The doctor asks. Doc, every night I have the same dream. I'm lying in bed and a dozen women walk in and try to rip my clothes off and have wild sex with me. And then what do you do? The shrink asks. I push them away, the man says. Then what do you want me to do? The shrink asks. Break my arms. <laughs> that might help. What on earth? Oh, <laughs> you know, it's really crazy. I just looked at the time on my phone, but this is a screenshot and I was like, it's noon. <laughs> Dumb. A man goes into a psychiatrist's office wearing nothing but a saran wrap as underwear. The psychiatrist looks at him and says, I can clearly see your nuts. <laughs> One day, a stunningly attractive woman walks into a doctor's office. As soon as the doctor lays his eyes on her, his profession goes right out the window. He asks her to take off her pants. He asks her to sit on the table. And when she does, he starts firmly rubbing her thighs. He asks her, do you know what I'm doing? She replies, checking for abnormalities? Then he tells her to take off her shirt and bra. And she does it, as she is told. And he starts rubbing her breasts. Again, he asks, do you know what I'm doing now? Checking for cancer? Then he instructs her to take her panties off. And after she does, he lays her back, pulls off his pants and underwear, jumps on top of her, and begins having sex with her. Once again, do you know what I'm doing? Then the woman answers, checking for herpes. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> well, that got a little sexual. That's all right. All right, everyone. That concludes Kitty Liquor episode 30. Once again, I'm Cat Wonders. And if you're listening to this podcast, there's a video version on YouTube. And if you're watching this podcast, there's also a downloadable audio version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Audible, Google, you name it. It's everywhere. So don't hesitate to download before your road trip or whatever you need to do. Don't forget to check out my Linktree app, which has all my links. So Linktree is kind of like a link you click where you can access everything. My OnlyFans, my Patreon, uh, my Instagram, my Snapchat, all of that's there. So check that out in the description box down below. Also, thanks again to Best Fiends for sponsoring this video. That link will also be down below in my description box. 
please give this video a thumbs up if you enjoyed it. It really helps on my channel and subscribe so you don't miss any future podcasts, any future bikini hauls, unboxings, you name it. And uh, thank you all so, so much for watching. If you made it to the end, please give me a thumbs up if you have not already. And I will be back sooner than later with a brand new video and I will see all of you then.